This episode is brought to you by The Hartford, a leading provider of employee benefits and income protection products that is dedicated to standing behind U.S. workers to help them pursue their goals and get through tough times. For more information about The Hartford, visit thehartford.com slash employee benefits. We've also got a link in our show notes. I'm Nora McNerney, and this is It's Going to Be Okay. This podcast is a group project. We find one thing, one okay thing a day. And often that okay thing comes from you. Or today, it it came from TikTok, specifically from the TikTok account of Kelly Lynch. Here's Kelly. This is my mom, the woman who raised me and the reason I called a newspaper to ask if I could use the word in an obituary. That was the actual photo that went to the paper, and this is her actual obituary. Lorelai L. Crane was done in by the cigarettes, just like she always said she would be, on November 2nd, 2023. Born in 1963 in Tomahawk, Wisconsin, Lorelai found the Northwoods stifling and left for greener pastures, so it was rather surprising when she chose to spend the rest of her life in Waukesha, Wisconsin. As she would have said, that's the way the cookie bounces. Lorelai was a talented musician and gifted artist. She possessed an expansive intellect and a quick wit, and she was cherished by those who came to know her. An ornery old coot from the day she was born, she was known equally well for enriching the lives of those around her and for picking fights with strangers for no discernible reason. Though she has left us and passed into the loving arms of Gilda Radner, her spirit will live forever in the traits and values she instilled in her loved ones. The value of unapologetic self-expression, a stubborn streak a mile wide, the necessity of caring for others, and severe mental illness. In the 90s, Lorelai attended the University of Wisconsin in Waukesha, where she was objectively the best damn editor the student newspaper ever saw. She also edited other university publications, tutored fellow students, and worked in the computer lab, where she discovered a lifelong love of tinkering with technology and absolutely eviscerating internet trolls. She never let a bigot or hypocrite go unpunished, and though friends and family occasionally got singed in the process, her burns were mind-bogglingly clever and impeccably crafted. Though she was reclusive in her later years, Lorelai was a frequent sight at poetry slams and open mic nights in the 90s and 2000s, where she performed her brilliantly uncomfortable poems and musical works to audiences who mostly didn't know what just happened, but appreciated the talent involved. She was perhaps best known in the scene for her scathing ode to Waukesha, sung to the tune of Rocky Top by the Osborne Brothers. Lorelai was a truly singular person, an underappreciated genius, a cantankerous troublemaker, a radical radical, a lover of the subversive, a creator of unfathomable beauty, and more influential than she ever knew. The world is a far less interesting place for her loss. Lorelai is survived by many loved ones with whom she had complicated relationships. Her loving partner of 28 years, Peter, genderless gremlin child, Kelly, flawless grandchild, Danielle, and siblings, Jill, Carrie, Kim, Deborah, Julie, and Timothy. She was preceded in death by mother, Janet, an extremely problematic lumberjack dad, and David Bowie with whom she had no relationship, but it seems important. There will be no service. A single verbal misstep in a eulogy may well summon her back from the dead to complain about it. And after everything cancer put her through, she really deserves some rest. Those who wish to celebrate her life would best memorialize her by making some art and yelling at a Republican. Goodbye, Mom. I love you. Rest in peace, Lorelai, and kudos to Lorelai's gremlin child, Kelly. (laughs) Uh, Writing an obituary is such a monumental task. You are 
in a lot of ways, just writing an advertisement for a funeral, but you're also writing a summary of somebody's life. And it is not easy even when the person has an uncomplicated relationship with the people who survive them. But what Kelly made here is truly a piece of art that does what is so difficult to do, which is to honor the fullness of somebody's humanity, all of it, the parts of them that we admired and the parts of them that we despised and the parts of them that were good and the parts of them that were hurtful. So thank you, Kelly, for sharing this with us. Um, uh, This came across my For You page and I have I, I DM'd Kelly and then and then we got to talking and here we are. I love getting your okay things. Everybody on the team does. The point is not just like everything's gonna be okay, everything's awesome, but to really try to find one little thing every day. One little thing to cling to when times are hard because, I mean, I don't know, guys, look up, look around. You all know. You all know what the world's like. You all know what's going on. Um, Things aren't rough. So finding one little okay thing every day has been really helpful for me, and I know it's been helpful for a lot of you. Our email address is igtbo at feelingsand.co. You can attach a voice memo if you want, or you can just send an email and I'll read it. Our team here is Marcel Malikibu, Michelle Plantin, Claire McInerney, who produced this episode, Megan Palmer, and Grace Berry. This episode was mixed by Amanda Romani, and our theme music is by Secret Audio. This episode of It's Going to Be Okay was brought to you by The Hartford. Employee benefits have always been hard to understand. They're even tough for employers to explain, which just makes it worse for people like you and me. The Hartford knows there's a better way. They're a leading group benefits provider that's using familiar language to get straight to the point when it comes to the benefits they offer. Because if your benefits sound confusing, who's going to know how to actually use them? Learn more at thehartford.com benefits.